0: All right, so you have chosen. Programming, concepts, it is. All right, so I'll talk about um, some of the basics of different languages and how they work and what's the difference between them and what they're all used for. And yeah, and I'll give you some of the the terminology that you say to me, but like don't exactly know what it means or that you hear around, on like TikTok or something, so yeah, so, um, there are, um, a lot of different languages that exist, programming languages, and they're all, they're all generally made for a specific purpose, or for, well, not like a specific purpose, but they're made for a reason, you know, to do something better, generally, um, Yeah, and, um, so, here, I'll I'll start, I'll start with this, uh, yeah, I'll start with talking about the different types of languages, so, so there's, there's languages, like, I'll give some examples first, I mean, there's languages, like, you know, Python is really good for, like, data science stuff, uh, like, machine learning, AI, um, also, like, certain types of embedded, uh, low-level hardware, as long as the hardware is big enough to run an operating system. uh, You could use Python for writing some scripts for that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. And uh, also, there's languages like JavaScript, which is what uh, web pages will run to do anything, anything dynamic is JavaScript usually. Any, any web page if you inspect element you'll see a script tag and if you know what you're doing you can uh, look at it and kind of figure out exactly what the web page is doing and like hack it as well but you know I'll also talk about that later I could honestly do a entire entire t- tutorial or entire video on hacking specifically so um, also there's other languages like C and C++, which are very multi-purpose, but are generally designed for doing low level things where you need to have very tight control over the computer and what happens, and you need like when you need speed,, uh, memory efficiency, and that kind of thing you're going to want to use C or C++ or another variant of one of the compiled languages. Um and uh, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. Um I'll I'll also cover uh Java is the Java is the language that is system.out.println, That's that's Java. Um honestly, Java's like a tutorial language. Um it's, it's sort of, it's literally like, it's like a, like a, like a playpen, like a sandbox. It's very closed and everything like is nice and aesthetic and like easy to understand, but it isn't really, I mean, it, it's, it can do anything, but it's generally not the best choice when you want to actually do stuff, uh, Java, like the, generally there's a better choice of language to use but java can do anything pretty much it's multi purpose um yeah and so there are two types of languages or there are two like main types there obviously there are s- certain subtypes and like different you know stuff that goes on but um some of the, the two main types are um, compiled languages and interpreted languages um and a compiled language is where so you you write in you know you write code you write instructions right and it's compiled so the compiler takes this code and it um t- turns it goes through the whole thing it looks it all over and it turns it all into you know machine instructions for the the, the cpu right uh right so it's, it's, it starts you know and 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 then so the entire thing is turned into machine instructions and then run. So the advantage of this is that it's fast because uh, the compiler immediately turns everything into machine instructions, and when you're running it, you just are running the machine instructions. Hold up. So um, it's 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 easier to. What was I saying? What you thought? <clears throat> um. So yeah. So so it. I didn't explain that very well. So so it. Actually, I'll I'll explain interpreted languages in to to make a difference. But um, in, interpreted languages are. Where. Fuck! I probably need to explain this whole section again. Where um. You write, so you write code, you write instructions for interpreted languages and they then you run them, you don't compile them, you run them immediately, right? And the uh, interpreter versus the compiler, the interpreter will go through the code line by line and um, wherever it is, it'll turn those that code into machine instructions like right then and there as it's running, right? So. So. So yeah, so that is a bit slower than um, compiled languages, which turn everything into machine instructions immediately and send them right to the CPU. That's much faster, but the advantage with interpreter languages is that the interpreter can look everything over as it's running, you know look at what what each variable is is, where it is, what it's doing, what the user's doing, how the CPU looks, and it can it can check a lot of things to make sure like nothing goes wrong, whereas the a compiled language. Can only check it and check what might go wrong before the program starts, right? So, so it it goes through it and it, it it can look for errors, you know. It can look for obvious errors, but a lot of things that could go wrong, the compiler can't really tell. Um, and I'll talk about some examples of things that might go wrong. But yeah, the in, in, in interpreted language, it's much easier to program in. Uh, It's much safer, you know, you're not going to destroy your computer. You're not going to cause, like, errors from doing simple things. Um, The worst case is you'll have an exception where the interpreter will stop your program, right? But if in uh, compiled language, you really, like, you you can, it's, it's up to the programmer to not just, like, fuck everything up. Like, you can do all kinds of crazy, messed up shit and just like destroy everything. And hackers can do all kinds of crazy shit and destroy everything if you use a compiled language and don't know what you're doing. So, um, one example, let's see if I can explain this in layman's terms. One quick example of uh, something that an interpreter. An interpreter can uh, fix and a compiled language can't is called a buffer overrun. And so um, at the lowest level of your computer, like your, your CPU, strings or like text is stored. We talked about it yesterday. Um, strings is stored as in array or like like a list imagine like a like a to do list but each item is is like a single letter right a character right and that's how um, any, any text that's how any text is stored it's like a list of of each letter right and you know a space is a character we talked about a new line is a character there's also a tab character um, and there's all kinds of characters that aren't really characters that you would see, but that tell the computer how this text is is being formatted and how it's working. Um, but um, you need to you need a a list, right? To to hold this text, right? You need like like a Google. Imagine like you need a document with a bulleted list, right? and so hmm. so in um a compiled language, right, you have to declare the size of this list of the string or of this phrase, this you know amount of text, right you suppose suppose you're um making a signup form where people put their name in to be put on like a mailing list or something right for this you'd have to get you know you have to get their name right you would have to get their email and both of those would be strings or arrays of uh, characters right um and so in this case you would um define what's called a buffer which is this array of characters or this list That can store this value, right? Um, And you have to give it a max size, right? So that, since the compiler can't um, change the size as the program's running, yeah, you're not gonna understand any of this. Yeah, I'll have to re-explain this later. But um, yeah, so you have to give it a size, right? Just Just imagine. It has a, like a specific size before it goes like off the page onto like something else right and onto some other type of memory and as a programmer you have to or as a programmer programming a compiled language you have to um, be sure that the user will not enter more than the uh, amount of space that you gave right or the max size or you have to handle the case where the user does enter more than the max size because if not if not okay if not so things are stored in memory in little little like, like each each thing has a space right and each each character in memory would have like a like a space like an address you can imagine like little houses you can imagine like a bunch of boxes in a line right where each one has an address so the first memory location has location one then two then three then four and each one is a byte of data right or eight bits or eight zeros and ones and so when you define a a list or a string, right? you the compiler tells the CPU that however many um, characters you need it tells the CPU to allocate that much uh, data and And it basically says, like, this much memory. Like, if if you have a a string of 20 characters, it says, okay, memory locations 1,000 to 1,020, like, they belong to this list, right? And so if the... um, if the user was to enter like 21 characters or 21 letters right then the compiler can't the compiler doesn't is is. it's just running the, the stuff right it's not checking anything so it'll say all right we're going to put the user entered 21 characters we're going to put the first character in memory location 1000 and the second character in 1001 and you know and then it gets to memory location 1020 the last one that has been allocated to it right and it it doesn't know that doesn't know not to not put the next character into memory location 1021 and the problem with that is that there's other data there there's other data that's being used by either other programs or other parts of your program and so the you're able to overwrite data that isn't yours to to write and that's that's called a buffer overrun um and this can be misused by hackers if you don't know what you're doing because they can overwrite a buffer you know suppose you you have like a you have like a, a, a Boolean variable, which is a Boolean is a true or false. And suppose you have, that's like, that variable stores whether or not the user has entered the correct password. And suppose it's being stored at memory location 21. And suppose the, suppose a hacker enters their name and then right after their name enters true. And the compiler then stores true the value true at memory location 21 and then the um, the program decides that since the value of memory location 21 is true that means that the user has entered the correct password and lets the hacker in and that's a very small example but you can do all kinds of things with all kinds of naughty things with buffer overrun and all kinds of bad things can happen you know you could overwrite your operating system you could um, you could overwrite save data that's used for another program causing it to crash and just fuck up um, you could do all kinds of crazy shit and an interpreted language can actually sense it's, it's storing everything and checking everything an interpreted language can check for a buffer overrun And Decide to stop the program And I went on kind of a tangent with that one. I thought it would be Shorter of a definition, but I kind of forgot all of the levels of things I had to learn To to get to where I would understand a buffer overrun So I'll go back to simple things. I'm sure you're asleep by now But I'll talk about Bruh after that you must be asleep I must have bored you to sleep with that one. Apologies. I'll talk about some simpler stuff. I'll talk about Python and Java and stuff. So Python both Python and Java are interpreted languages, whereas C and C are compiled languages. And so Python and Java are much more beginner friendly. And C and C++ are hell (laughs) for beginners There there's a lot to understand. It's very tough. It's very complex But Python and Java are very beginner friendly Anything you do wrong generally they can check for you and fix it so my uh, um, My teacher used to always say back when I was in um, his Java class who he would say you know Java loves you and like Java will do this for you because Java loves you and I, I thought it was like oh you know you know funny funny thing to say you know get get us interested in or get us excited about computer science you know Java loves you but um now in, in the C class I'm taking he's like C does not love you <laughs> like J- Java loved you but C does not love you C fucking hates you because um, yeah C is much harder and you really have to be on your shit and know exactly what's going on to program in C. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else should I talk about? Um, I mean, there are other types of languages, but... I have to talk about a specific topic. I also talk about basic syntax. So... Um, There are um, a few main like data types I should have talked about this first, bruh <laughs> If you ever actually want to learn this let me know and I'll give an actual tutorial that makes fucking sense um, So there are a couple main types of data There's, you know, numeric data, like numbers, uh, and there's, you know, non-numeric data and there's other types of data, but there's like, there's like a, a couple, um, they're called, I forget what they're called. They're called, I don't remember, whatever i remember another time. It's just terminology. There's there's an int, which is like an integer number. There's a float, which is a floating point number that stores um, decimal points. There's a Boolean type, which is either true or false. There's all kinds of other types. There's also... Um, Different sizes of ints and floats, and everything. So you can have a you can have a short int, which is um, smaller, and it, it has a smaller maximum value, but it takes up less space. And you can have a long int, which is a pro- it's double the size of. Well, it's not always double the size, but in Java, it's double the size of an integer a regular integer and it can store double the or it can store a lot more than double the amount of numbers but it takes um, double the memory space and there's also different types of floats well there's two different types of floats there's a float and a double a double is a bigger version um, and then there's there's a character data type, which is a single letter or, or you know, a new line character or a space or a number or a null character. There's also that. That, you don't really need to know what that is, um, but, and there's, there's all kinds of stuff. And then there's a string data type in most languages. In Java, there isn't actually a string data type. It's an object or this, or, oh, the primitive data type. These, these are primitive data types. In Java, a the, uh, string is not a primitive data type. It's an object, but that's just terminology. Um, a string is an array of characters, or a phrase, or a bunch of characters in a row. You know, just any, like, text, right? And... Yeah, those are the main primitive data types. And there are objects and classes, but I'm not gonna talk about those right now. I'm gonna talk about, I could talk about syntax. I have to talk about a specific language to talk about syntax, though. Uh, I guess if I did talk about syntax, I'd talk about Java specifically. I'll specifically talk about Java from now on. (laughs) Because it's the easiest to pick up. Well, it's not the easiest to pick up, Python is a lot simpler, but you don't want to start learning Python, because it's not like the other languages, and and so if you start learning Python, you won't really understand programming, so Java is the one you really should start with. Well, I started with C++, but I had a death wish, Um, so yeah. I'll just talk about some other constructs and then I'll let you go to bed. I'm sure you're getting quite sleepy. Maybe you've already fallen asleep. I love you. Um, so you can, um, if when you're writing a program, you can, you know, define variables. You can, Do addition of integers and floats you know all kinds of things um and then there are methods or functions which are like a routine or like they do like one specific thing and every time you call a method it'll do that thing again basically whatever code's in that method it'll kind of do it um it's it's like a set of instructions right Um, And like in this way, you know using methods using different types of variables and manipulating memory You can create complex instructions that a computer can follow to do a bunch of complex things and Once you understand the cool thing about computer science is that everything goes down to basic concepts and if once you start from kind of very basic things you can build directly on top of them and just kind of understand everything very pretty easily as long as you solidify your basics all right good night my love sleep well